This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And uh, Emily Blunt, she revealed that Tom Cruise told her to stop being a Punani. Oh on the set what happened bradley we both saw this story and wanted to talk about it. yeah like we we knew we had to talk about it for a number of reasons i'll just tell you dear listeners if you missed the story emily blunt was on the smartless podcast which don loves love it she just hasn't caught up yet because she listens to every podcast from the beginning she's only a year and a half in girl i'm a little concerned you don't always have to do that but The British actress <laughs> was chatting with uh, those lovable hosts, I, uh, Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Exactly. So she was talking to them about a time when she was on the set of Edge of Tomorrow, which was a great movie, by the way. Yeah, I love Just a it. great action movie, right? Science mm-hmm. fiction action film. And she, uh, in this movie, talks about the grueling production. She had to wear this ginormous suit. And she said, quote, we had to wear these enormous suits, which I think would have been great if we'd CGI'd them, but we wanted to do it in a tactile way. And she goes on to say, you know, when you hear the word tactile, you think it sounds nice and cozy, like, oh, well, we're wearing these suits. Well, there was nothing cozy about these suits. It was like 85 pounds, she said. It was so heavy. The first time I put it on, I started to cry and Cruz didn't know what to do. So she tells Cruz, like, I I was like, Tom, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to get through this shoot. And I just started to cry. Uh, She said, I I said, I'm feeling panicky about the whole shoot. In response, Tom Cruise looks at this grown ass woman and says to her, he just well, she's this is her tale. He just stared at me for a long time, not knowing what to do. And he goes, come on, stop being such a. okay." And the fur is the P word. He called her a P word. Now, just for the story's reference, dear listeners, she says she took the comment well. Oh, okay. And responded by laughing it off. Don, what say you on the matter? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, as a former skydiver, I can tell you that is about how much the the parachute weighs that you 60. Five, depends on how big the parachute is, <laughs> but um, between 60 and 80 pounds. So I know the feeling of it just being on your back. It's a lot. And then on top of it, the reason why I feel so bad about this is that she wants to be able to do the best acting job as she can. And when she is focusing on not passing out and just moving in this thing, it probably her whole plan went out the window. Mm-hmm. And also, third of all, third of all, he is extremely built. She is about eighty-five pounds, mm-hmm. like most actresses. 
So she's carrying her own body weight and she isn't fit as I mean, I'm sure she was fit, but not like him. You know what I'm saying? Where he can like probably run um, a full marathon the minute he wakes up. He probably puts on shoes and just goes outside, just starts running. That's what I picture Tom Cruise's day is how it starts. So I think it's really assy of him to say this. I think it's horrible. Yeah, for, for like there like 30 reasons, uh, a number of which you already enumerated, you don't first of all, you don't look at a coworker and I don't care that it was the year 2014. No. Like you don't look at a coworker and go stop being a <laughs> You know like I, I get it. You you're trying to like I I think Tom Cruise always feels like Everybody is in a Tom Cruise movie at all times. Yes, he's the ambassador. And so he has to just out, like, he has to approach everyone as though they are just on the set of his film. Which, in this case, they were literally on a film set, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he doesn't have time for somebody who can't cut it. His way to deal with that is, grow up, get you know, grow a pair, or whatever, you know... when has that ever been a successful mechanism for coaching the people or trying to help people you're working with? Like, can you imagine, Don, if no. if like I showed up and I was like, oh, God, I have this 85 pound thing and I don't know if I can get through the show wearing this 85 pounds. And you just looked at me and said, hey, stop being a pervert. Yeah. No, you never would do that. No. Nobody would do that to people. So anyway, I think it's just this is just all an example, further example of Tom Cruise being completely and utterly manipulative and controlling and egomaniacal if this wasn't a british actress let's throw somebody else in there okay because the brits are (laughs) a little bit more accommodating when Mm. it comes to like they laugh things off more than we do sure we go to hr yeah (laughs) it's true (laughs) um i'm just trying to think of uh somebody um oh gosh i don't think jennifer lawrence jennifer oh yeah jennifer lawrence she would have tripped into the suit and then been like, oh, I'm just like one of the boys. I just I don't understand why there has to be a mint like an experience with this. Why? Why wouldn't you just go? Oh, my God, I'm really sorry. Um, I wonder if there's anything we can do to make the, the thing way less. That is the human response. You would go to the costume designer <laughs> right? and you would say or this is probably beyond a costume design. This is there are people that built these suit and said, I know that this is the first day of shooting and we're going to get through what we can with it weighing this much. But is there anything? you can do to make this lighter because it's suffocating yeah i mean oh because i want the people that i'm working with to feel comfortable doing their job i mean do you think that emily blunt's character was that much more developed because she wore an 85 pound suit no 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 and i'm trying to think of what the dynamic was between them in the movie was he like let me be your teacher and let me tell you how to do things. Like this I just is assume the, he is all the time. Well, yeah, like he's you know he's always the mentor, and he yeah, sees himself mentor. as the constant mentor. And again, he sees himself as the top of everything, yeah. and so he's constantly like, you know, Emily. But even 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 that didn't happen, right? It wasn't like Emily. This is a business, <laughs> and in order to get ahead on this business. He didn't even do that. He was just like, stop being a baby. Like, yeah. who does that as an adult? You don't right. tell other adults to stop being a baby. I want to know the exact, I want to hear the tone of how he said it. I want to know if it was in anger, if it was just plain, just straight on, stop being a, 
Don't you think he was again? He, it was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tell her like it is. I'm gonna make her rise to the occasion, which is yeah. I'm gonna turn everyone into a mini Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's what I see him as <laughs> yes. every oh, set. Totally. It's like now totally. you guys all have to be go along with what I do and just basically act like I do. What I when we were talking about this story, by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about um, Emily Blunt calling out Tom Cruise. And although to be fair, she wasn't really calling him out; she was just like telling the story. But to me, it's just so indicative of everything about Tom Cruise, and I would hate, hate, hate to be working on a project with Tom Cruise. I'm sure some people would be like, "Oh, it'd be the opportunity of a lifetime." Fine, but I'm over here going no. When we were talking about this story beforehand, Don, you said something like, "He like." Because not everybody is on this drinks the same coffee as he, uh, what did you say like the his Tom Cruise coffee. Scientology coffee yes that's right. yes you haven't had the Scientology coffee yet so. which is like you know fake it till you make it no pain no gain yes and I'm going to meditate through life and be in the moment and ignore everything else but what the program has told me to do yeah the robotic program I'm reading this and not I haven't. Uh, this was a while ago when I it says a soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over, over and, over, and again, over again, the yeah. day restarting every time he dies. It's Groundhog Day. Oh, it totally in is. Space, but it's the apocalypse. Yep, and he's got to like get people's attention, but he can't. But he can only do it in little bits. So it's like he constantly has to like, oh, I'll try it again. So he keeps dying and dying and really. So it kind of gets old after a while but it's just any other you know science fiction action movie yeah i mean i enjoyed it i remember it was really great it was like wow this is fun and they're flying around like they have jetpacks on and i mean it looks like a grueling shoot i'm watching a trailer right now and it's like wow this is that was hard good job emily blunt yeah. To put it bluntly. To put it bluntly, good job. Also, coworkers, you don't need to call each other names in order to like coach. Amen. And empathize. Yeah. Hey, um, when we come back, we're getting to know each other, the three of us, here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, a Mike Anger production. Uh, so when we return, we're gonna play a classic game. You guys may have heard of it. It's called Merry Date or Dump, Celebrity Edition. When we return. Right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We are going to get to know each other. It's the first day of our show together. Uh, Mike Ganger joins us as the producer, and we're going to play a game mm-hmm. of celebrity Mary Date. Or dump. Mary date or dump. This goes by a number of names. It does. It has another name that uh, we're not going to use. Grandma won't like. Oh, gosh. I think Grandma invented it, actually. You were at my grandma, yeah. <laughs> Your grandma invented it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so my basically... My grandma, too. My grandma... Okay, so I've got some celebrities and some musicians and some like people that I paired together, and I want to get your take on this. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, should we start? I'm going to start with an easy one. Well, I think it's easy, but you guys might not. Celebrity Chris's. Okay. Okay. Chris Evans. This is Celebrity Edition, by the way. Maybe for the rest of the week, we'll do, um, we'll do like different things like cheeses, (laughs) um, yogurt (laughs) toppings. I don't know. Okay. But today's celebrities Chris Evans, Uh Chris Pine. Chris Pratt, marry, date, or dump. Don't worry, Mike. I'll throw in some ladies, too. No, it's all good. (laughs) I'm happy to start with this one. Okay. He's happy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Should you go first, then? 
If you need some time to think, sure, I'll go first. Yeah, I do. Um, Mary absolutely is uh, Chris Pine on this one. Definitely Chris Pine is the direction I would go. And, um, yeah, it's not even close. Uh, I can't stand Captain America. Oh. I'm a big Marvel oh guy, God. and okay. I cannot stand <laughs> okay. that character. What? So I know this is controversial for a few different reasons. No, no. But I think I would just go ahead and kill off Evans, and if I have to... You mean uh, dump him? Sorry, dump him, yes. Okay. But yes. you can kill him, too. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. He'll be and, fine. And then I guess after I marry Pine, I'll have to date Pratt. So I like God, so You would date like a, Chris yeah. Pratt. I know. Get rid of Chris Pine. Dump Chris Evans. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Dawn, where do you come down on the Chris's? Chris okay. Evans, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Mary Dater Dump. Okay. I would definitely marry Chris Pratt. Okay. Because he's funny. Okay. Um, I would date Chris Pine and dump Chris Evans. There we go. Wow. Okay. Can I ask you I like why him. you would dump Chris Evans? Because I think that. There's something about him that's kind of like, remember whenever he released that pic of himself that was on Instagram? Well, he didn't release it, right? Right. Well, somebody did, and okay. he got away with it. And no, he suffered oh. no consequences. There's oh. so, he's, he can get away with anything, and that's kind of revolting. Okay. And Chris Pine... Um, I actually went out to lunch with him one time. Right, look at you. Yes, he was a friend of uh, friends. I was in L.A. My God, don't tell Holly because that's her man. Really? Yeah. Um, So they showed up. I didn't know who he was. Really, he offered to buy my lunch. We were at the Grove, and I said no. Why? And then we got in the car and drove home, and I saw the Star Trek billboard. They're like, "Oh, look that there's this movie he's in," and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the guy who you just didn't know it was bike. Chris Pine." Uh, no, I mean he was brand new on the scene of people. Remember, he just kind of got discovered. You oh know, well, I mean, to me, he was in an acting class for years with my one of my best friends boyfriend okay. that's why they're friends and they bike together and they still are friends wow. but i didn't know i was like yeah it's just okay, another well. hot guy out here whatever okay anyway, that was too um, long of a story so you're all wrong uh <laughs> and i will now give you the correct answers okay. in this order uh mary chris evans uh oh wait no i'm sorry i did that wrong can I start over? No. <laughs> I just said it was the wrong way the and I did it the question. wrong way. No, go on. What is it? <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry because I'm always thinking of who I want to sleep with first. That's <laughs> why. Uh, so Chris, uh, Chris Pine Mary, date Chris Evans, dump Chris Pratt. I just, I, I am not a fan of... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Chris Pratt and his like, did you, do you guys know his like, hmm, I he, know what you're going to say. Oh, do you? His mm-hmm. preachiness. Well, that, but his like, aw shucks preachiness where it's like, did, did you know that he like wrote a poem about how America should come together basically? And it, it included the line, <laughs> dings to the left and dongs to the right. Like he was trying to make a statement about like, we should all come together. <laughs> And he was talking about the dings on the left and the dongs on the right. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing, Chris Pratt. I think you should just like continue to do great things with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just remember him as maybe... Can I just make him Star-Lord? And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Chris Evans, I just want to see him with his shirt off. That's all. Chris okay. Pine seems like a perfectly lovely man. My least... Uh, second least favorite, Chris. Okay. Because I don't think Chris Pratt really qualifies anyway. Okay, let's... invite Hemsworth in and then just have that... Oh, yeah. Now, well, now... We're talking. Yeah. Yeah. The Hemsworth is probably all three. Yeah. I mean, he's just. the hose. (laughs) That's the mistress. You mean the the hose, (laughs) like the fire hose? Yes. What do you think? Or fire rose. Ooh, we'll have to get into her sometime. Oh, that character. Okay. Who? Fire rose is dating who? (laughs) Um, Cyrus. Billy Gray Cyrus. Yeah, Billy Gray's. 61 lady. and like 22. Okay, let's should we do another one? Yes. Mary date or dub. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mike's not a lady. <laughs> Britney Spears, Madonna or Selena Gomez? Oh. Britney oh. Spears, Madonna, Selena Gomez. Mary date oh. or dub. Okay, I would marry Selena Gomez. Okay. We can share pills. <laughs> Um, I would Cheer pills. What <laughs> you know? I've got you know anxiety oh, okay. oh, that I ditto. take pills for. You know? Okay, Mary okay, date. So, uh, and then I would date um, Madonna, and then I would dump Spears. Why would you date Madonna? Because it's not a permanent thing. Yeah, just to see what kind of things she can do. Yeah, you know. I mean, and then yeah, she's she's had a lot of experiences in life. So. And you're dumping Britney. Yeah. Why? Too much. Too much. Too much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mike, what do you think? Mary, date, or dump? Um, Madonna, Brittany, Selena. I, I'll start with Selena as the Mary. Okay. And then for the uh, date, it would be, I mean, this is, I'm of the generation where it was Christina or Brittany. Like, I'm basically the same age. So, like, I've grown up my whole life, you know, thinking about that. So, we're going to go ahead and just <gasps> go ahead and, and date Brittany. You've been thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Madonna, I'd be afraid of what I might catch. So, I'd just say no. No. <laughs> Yes, yes, okay, Bradley. Okay, I, I look forward to Mike meeting my partner, yeah. who's a Madonna obsessive. Ooh, oopsie. Okay, and what about you, Bradley? Uh, this is a really hard one as well, because I waffled. I, too, am going with Selena for Mary, because, my God, who would not want to spend the rest of their life with Selena Gomez? Right. I'm sorry, but I am going to have to date Britney. Mm. Why? Because I just want to know what's really going on. And then we're done with the date, okay, right? Right, yeah. And exactly. then Madonna, it's been a nice run, but I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Better days. Yeah. Hey, I learned something. Did you? I did. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. We'll continue to do some Mary Dater dumps later this week. But when we come back, Dawn and I are huge fans of Hollywood and its golden age. When we return, Dawn's going to tell us how one golden age actress... 
My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, a Mike Ganger production. That's so easy to say. It just rolls off the tongue, it does, doesn't you it? You do it so well. Ooh, yeah. So we're going to do a segment here. We love the golden age of Hollywood, Bradley and I and Mike. We love to hear about all of those things behind the scenes that happened. So this is something we're going to call the backlot. <laughs> It sounds so fancy. Are we on the back lot of a big film studio? We are. MGM today. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes. This is the 1930s. I'm going to tell you all about Hedy Lamarr, who has always fascinated me. She is an amazing woman. She was known as the most beautiful woman in Hollywood. She was like the Angelina Jolie of her times. Her life started out in Austria. Uh, she was the daughter of um, a man who was a banker, but he was super interested in how things worked. Okay. Chemistry, how things were put together, engines. And he would talk to her. She would go on walks with him and ask, like, well, what's that? How does that trolley work? What's this? What's this? She just kind of assumed all this knowledge without any formal training in chemistry. I just want to set the table here. Yeah. Or any type of um, any anything. She actually... she actually dropped out of school at age 15. Well, I was going to say, so what's interesting so far from what you're telling me, and I, you know, too, have a, like, uh, a love for Hedy Lamar, and I know, I think I know one or two things, but I guess I was curious, like, what her trajectory from being such a, like, science-brained person mm-hmm. to becoming, like, this just icon of Hollywood. Well, I think what happened is that she noticed that every time she walked in the room, from the time she was a teenager... Everyone stopped Mm. and looked at her. Mm -hmm. So she got into, she dropped out of traditional school, got into acting. Her first movie was called Ecstasy, which for cinephiles out there, you know that this was like a dirty movie, but it really wasn't. For the time, she was nude in it, but it was like her running through a field from far away and swimming. And then there was a scene where she was, quote unquote, having sex, but it was shot separately, but there was a real concentration on her O face. Okay. There were several O faces. Okay, and so this was like time, a pre-code, not Hollywood experience movie. That like, this is, was not... This is 1930s. This is super yeah. taboo. Yeah. So Hitler himself said this is banned from Germany. The United States banned it. So she was kind of marked as this kind of an actress. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. So, um, so then she goes to... Um, she married this guy who was... I mean, they had Mussolini over for dinner. He was this Uh-oh. super powerful arms dealer who was okay. giving weapons and making weapons for Hitler. This is the beginning of World War II. Oh, my God. So she literally escapes in the night dressed as her maid and goes off to London. Okay. She wants to be an actress there. She meets Louis B. Mayer, who was in Europe to try to find uh, the next big Greta Garbo or Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so he finds Hedy Lamarr, offers her $125 a week to be an MGM girl, and she said, no, that's not enough. She's 19 years old at oh this God. time. Where did he goes, she come nope. up with this? Then, so he goes, okay, see ya. Then she regretted it. Then she's so smart that she booked a ticket on the same ship. She found out what ship he was going back to okay. America on. And she booked a ticket, brought all of her beautiful dresses that she had and jewelry. And then she would walk into the dining room on the ship like a good, nice cruise ship, walk through, and everyone would just stop and look at her because she was so stunning. 
She got to know Louis a little bit more, convinced him to give her five hundred dollars a week to be an MGM girl. So she went from one twenty five to five hundred. He brings her back to Hollywood. Um, and it's just she is like wildfire. She is just the newest, hottest thing. And it, she was the hottest thing for a very long time. Now, the thing that's interesting about her is that she was very bored with doing movies because of this background in um, in chemistry that she was fascinated by things and she wanted to be an inventor. So Howard Hughes, her friend, said she became friends, friends with, with Howard, Howard Hughes, Hughes yeah. set up a little um, inventing table in her trailer so she could invent things while she was doing all these movies. I watched a movie last night. It's a documentary on Mike. You have a clip of it. It is called Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story. Here you will hear um, the director of this, Alexandra Dean, talking about Hedy Lamar and then Hedy herself talking all as right. well. Let's have a listen. During the Second World War, she teamed up first with Howard Hughes. He was a great inventor himself. He was trying to create the fastest airplane in the world at that time. I thought the airplane was too slow. I decided that's not right. It shouldn't be square, the, the, the wing. So I bought a book of fish, and I bought a book of birds, and then used the fastest bird with a, connected it with the fastest fish. And I drew it together and showed it to Howard Hughes, and I said, you're a genius. And that you was, did? Yeah. Wow. I mean, so just the mind, uh, it's just, so I'm kind of going to skip all the Hollywood stuff and go straight to her inventing. Yeah, so like, I mean, but truth be told, like, this is just incredible that she's not only, you know, going to do some amazing things that you're going to tell us about, but she's meanwhile also become, you know, the talk of of Hollywood because she's just so stunningly gorgeous. Yes, and so every Hollywood star started to do their hair like her and just tried to do their make. It was incredible when you see the look of all these women like Vivian Lee change their look to match hers. Oh, she looks totally like I'm looking at a publicity photo. She could totally, you know, double as Vivian Lee. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, this is the amazing thing about her that she invented. She invented something called frequency hopping. During the war, the Germans kept jamming our torpedoes and the British torpedoes because it's really just one radio signal. She figured out by looking at a player piano that it has 88 keys. And on that roll of paper, there are perforations in it. So she developed a way for two radio signals to communicate with each other that could not be detected or hacked. So it would have... It would switch frequencies so often to direct the torpedo that nobody could jam it. And so she develops this patent for this. The National Council of Inventors in Washington, D.C. helped her get a patent. She did it with this other very eccentric composer, George Antiel. And so it's patented. They give it to the Navy. The Navy doesn't use it. They sat on it. Until 1955. Okay. They started using it then, but the patent um, the patent expired in, in 1960. Okay. And it was secret until she was older in life that she found out they started using her idea and not paying her. But the statute of limitations oh. had run out. So just to well, let you thanks, know. Thanks, Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah. So, um, so what this relates to nowadays it's worth 30 billion dollars it developed wi-fi this uh bluetooth nuclear command and control gps satellites drones and cell phones all come from this 
invention. Well, I was going to say, this is how I knew Hedy Lamarr, uh, or this is where I came to the story, because I remember a number of years ago learning that she was instrumental in what would later become Wi-Fi. Yes. And when you say something like that, like, this Hollywood starlet from the golden age of Hollywood is also responsible for your iPhone. (laughs) You're like, that's not real. What? But you're just proving the point that, in fact, her brilliant mind created something that the government would later um, turn around and help, you know, us create all sorts of technologies. And by the way, not acknowledge her. Exactly. All right. So Louis B. Mayer is a complete monster. He got <laughs> yeah, all of his starlets of and, and stars hooked on drugs. Yep. Um, one of them being uh, with through Dr. Feelgood, if you've ever heard of that doctor, would give them meth. Mm-hmm. All right. So her career started to sort of tank because she was on meth. Louis B. Mayer sued her a couple of times. Then he put her in a movie called White Cargo. I have a clip. This is what she's most. Fa- this is her most famous line. Is this? Listen to it. It's terrible. I am Tandaleo. 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 It wasn't the heat that drove Ashley crazy. It was Tandaleo. By the time the sun drops, there's only one thought beating in my mind. Tondaleo, Tondaleo. You tell them that you want to marry me. Sure. How will I give me many things? No beat me much, and Tondaleo stay a long time. Oh, God. It was very problematic. Um, um, she was playing yeah. an exotic woman on an island who seduces someone. And so then you have people like Lucille Ball doing one of her famous bits was coming out and being Tandaleo and she would be like, I am Tandaleo. And so she became a joke and it's very sad. Uh, but the end of her life, um, you know, she started to do indie films. Nobody was producing their own films as an actress. She would go to Europe. She lost like millions of dollars pr- producing this Italian film. Um, and then once again, still being on meth, the end of her life, she was actually arrested for shoplifting Oh, no. Right. And it was sort of just because I feel like her brain was just so messed up on meth. And she became a recluse because she had so much plastic surgery. She didn't even want her family. Oh my God, this is a terrible no, ending. But, no, it isn't. Okay. But it gets better, All as right. Alexis Thompson says. So she finally, there was a company out there who uh, basically, they protect the president and they use her technology so they actually had a ceremony for her that her her son went to pick up her award to acknowledge her for frequency hopping and saying, you're the one that did this. The military didn't do it. So this huge ceremony, she was on the phone oh, and she was finally honored good. for creating this technology, which we know today that is worth $30 billion. That's insane. So before the end of her life... She got the recognition she did for get that the invention. Recognition okay. She deserved, and I highly recommend Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. Dawn, I have learned so much on the back lot today. Woo! What's that called again? The Hedy Lamar story. It is Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar. Did you say story. Netflix? No, this is Amazon. You have oh, to God, rent. It's like Amazon. three dollars. <laughs> I did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like three dollars. It's so worth it though because there's so many other things I didn't even get to that her brilliant mind came up with and it's it's her interviews it's all of her you know you get to hear her voice more and it's a comprehensive it's just amazing all right bombshell the story of hedy lamar thank you Mm dawn for first trip down the back lot can't wait to come back hey 
when we do come back, however, Katie Holmes is on the street. She's wearing clothes again. Dawn's got opinions. She'll tell you about them right here on My Talk 1071. Bradley Trainer. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh, we're so happy that you're joining us. This is our first day on the air together. Mike Ganger joins us. He's producing it. And uh, great job, Mike. He's Thanks. doing such a great job. You're making me feel so safe and secure. Hmm. Warm That's my hug. Goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's get serious here for a second. Oh, sure. Really serious topic, Bradley. I want you to take a look at this photo of Katie Holmes. <sighs> okay, I can open this now finally. Yeah, you can look at it. Oh, um, God. What is that? No. <laughs> no. Oh, what? I'm glad you had the same reaction. Is, that, is her nipple popping out? Oh, I didn't notice that. Let me take a. Look. Also, what is she wearing? I mean, I look, that to me is an outfit I would wear to work in 2022 on a day that I was ho- hoping there like nobody else was in the office. Oh my gosh, are we looking at the same outfit? Are you talking about this like it's like a she's wearing a dress and yes. then jeans underneath. Yes. I'm just saying it looks like me wearing my like navy t-shirt. Okay, good. All right. With my boob hanging out, All right. which I don't so- do. So Yes, she is wearing a mini dress. It's literally a mini dress with cut-off baggy jeans. Yeah, they're not even like skinny jeans. (laughs) They're like... What is that? They're like... I don't know what style that is when you're going through Old Navy and it's like boyfriend jeans. This is like when when you go to Old Navy and you want to try on a dress without going to the dressing room. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) She does have some side boob action going on. Um... I hate this. This is a 90s look that she's bringing back, I guess. And people are not happy about it. Well, I'm not surprised. I I should qualify my statements by saying I don't know fashion. But you do know that that's ugly, right? Well, I I would choose to say I would not wear that. Yeah, so on Instagram, (laughs) some some of the comments, I will not go back. Do you hear me? No! Is that a thing? So did you do that in the 90s? I can't even remember. I don't know. I mean, it looks... Mike didn't do that, but do you, does uh, this do you look remember familiar? girls wearing this? Oh, yeah. And the, the, the whole... Because even if you look at the bottom of the jeans, she's got that fray thing where they're just so right. long. She's been stepping on them all day long. Every pair of my jeans, that's why I had to eventually get rid of them in the late 90s, early 2000s. Because I... I will say mine were like that, too. Yeah, my, yeah. Cargo, my cargo jeans. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. But that was in the 90s. <laughs> So she is trying to bring back this look, I guess. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, they have also a picture of Ashley Tisdale in this art- article. So now I'm going to be clear. Like that outfit, like that look seems familiar in the jeans under a skirt thing. But mm. like the one that Katie's wearing, it's such an odd. It literally is like you went to Contempo. <laughs> And got a mini dress. Yeah, it's like she doesn't want to wear a mini dress so her butt hangs out. Yeah, but yet her boobs are hanging out. Yeah. Which is an odd, I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird combo platter. But you know, here's the thing I know about Katie Holmes. She always wants to be perceived as like on the, like, the cutting edge of what the fashion is. Oh, the trend. She wants to be a trendsetter. Yes, trendy. Yeah. She wants to be a trendsetter. For sure. So I think that the other looks which are on this article you've got ashley Tis- tisdale early 2000s oh my god there's miley Cyrus. She is, yes she has a piano purse she has a skirt and like a like a t-shirt top so it makes sense 
And then you have Miley Cyrus. Oh my God, but okay, so now I'm just putting the dots together. That was Ashley Tisdale in the early 2000s. That's like a, a contemporary, uh, at the time photograph. Like this is not her today. No, these are uh-huh. old pictures they're pulling up for this. But not, but not Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, this is like This from is yesterday. now. Yeah. This is was recently on a red Got carpet. Um, so... I think, I mean, do you think that people are going to, I'm not doing this. I'll just tell Girl, you right now. Do n- don't do this. No. Because the in Minnesota, I do, I love dresses. Okay. I have a million dresses, but then there's a time where you have to cut it off. You know, you have to say, I can't wear dresses anymore. And that time is now because it's too cold. Yeah. But I'm not doing this. I'm not going to put a dress on top of jeans. <laughs> Maybe I will just have you guys evaluate. Well, today you wouldn't put jeans on. You <laughs> Should you just try it just to see? Maybe. Um, no, the thing I was going to say is um, d- today you would just put leggings on. Yeah. Underneath a dress. Like that's, that's a thing, right? Yeah, for sure. I would do that. And especially in this climate. I mean, you can't wear a mini dress. I mean, wear jeggings if you want to. What is that? Jean leggings? Jean leggings. Like that you get at Walgreens. Don't they? What did they, were they? What were they called? The mom jeans that they had at Walgreens. Oh. Not was it jeggings? No. No jeggings are just leggings that look like jeans. Pajama jeans. Pajama, Pajama jeans. jeans. Pajama jeans. That's what those are. Yeah, these are just regular jeans she has on with some um, black sneakers. Because we all wear pajama jeans today. Because essentially, pajama jeans are just denim with spandex. Pajama jeans. Oh. oh but, yeah. but Katie's not even wearing those. She's wearing like straight up, like loose, like right, casual, baggy fit. Yeah. Cutoffs. What, what I don't like about the look, she should wear pajama jeans or legging jeggings because you can see underneath around her midriff area, you can see the outline of the jean pockets. You can see where the button is and the fly. And it's just it's a very tight thing. Well I don't want to see all that lumpy stuff. I was gonna say, and for like for my body, I would be very hippie. And so it's <laughs> yes. just adding added me too. It's adding added area down there that I would try to be avoiding. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, don't want to draw attention at my waist. No, I don't want to draw attention to that part. I never wear like a big belt. It's just you know I watched what not to wear a lot, and I know what not to wear. I don't always nail it, but I will say Katie Holmes is a genius at getting attention for the clothes that she's wearing. We used to talk about that. Um, uh, on the regular, because she will frequently go outside in an outfit just to be photographed. Yeah, Call what, up the paparazzi. What has she worn recently? I'm going to look that up right now. And it's Katie. always like, Katie Holmes is, you know, hot on the new trend of wearing your belt on your face. Yeah. If she isn't being photographed with Jamie Foxx, now she doesn't have Jamie Foxx. Be, so oh, God, she's like she's three just, boyfriends down the road from she that. She is? Oh, oh, what yeah. was her lo- she had uh, her current boyfriend. I think this. I think if they're still together, he's a com- no, a musician. He's a musician. Bobby Wooten. Yeah, Bobby Wooten. Oh, You're absolutely he's right. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, they make a cute couple. Before that, she was with uh, what was his name? Antonio Vitolo Jr. Was it Antonio Vitolo Jr.? Anyway, he was his dad owned a restaurant and he was a sh- chef. Oh, here's her boob, pretty much hanging out in this one. I'm sure this is really fun for people to listen to us just looking at pictures of Katie Holmes. Well, again, she gets a lot of attention for the clothes that she wears, and I'm not surprised that here she is again getting headlines for 
clothing that she wears. I just wish she wasn't wearing this. Although, can I ask you, um, not to talk about the event that she was at, right? but were there 90s on display at this? It was a musical event. It's a musical. Yeah, it's a concert type event. So I think this is just her choice. Because I thought, well, maybe if it was like a 90s throwback, then she gets a pass because she's, you know. It wasn't a themed party. Okay, then no. Then I don't. I mean, again, I say this as a human who wears the most boring clothes. Oh, Since Since the pandemic, I have completely opted out of fashion. (laughs) Acting wise. What are we talking about here? Haven't seen her in a lot of things. Oh, no. She was in CODA well, 2019. She also did a, ser- a photo shoot for Naomi Wines. She's a real big fan of Naomi Wines. And she made cupcakes for a whole photo spread. Okay. And yeah. she's in a movie called Alone Together. That just came out. Yeah, that was filmed during the pandemic. All right, when we come back, Britney's deleting Instagram posts again. Dawn, I screen capped it before she deleted it, and I'm going to reenact the entire thing for you when we return, okay? You fine with that? I'm fine.